Hey guys, welcome back to the Messy Truths Podcast. This is Mar recording from Montreal, and I should correct myself because last week I said that it was episode 35, but actually this episode right here is episode 35. Okay. Ay, ay, ay. It's Nisha. I'm feeling fully like myself today. So Welcome I am back. truly back, bitches. Amen. Crawling all the way out from Kanagahage and shouting it down south to our girl. Hey, hey. It's Azar, and I am coming off, I want to say, a two weekend birthday yes. festivities kind of. Yeah. So I feel so alive, and I am recording from New York City as per usual. All right. So what are we getting into? What are we getting into? We are playing a game. I know how much y'all love the games. And I'm starting to realize, listeners, that Mar and Oz put me in charge of the games. I don't know if it's because I love the games. Because you're an amazing games master. You're a game master. I'd rather be a games mistress. It sounds more noir. Game mistress. I like it. I like it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So let's get the games going. I think the listeners know that I play these games with my friends and more particularly my husband. He's not a talker. So we play games. Does he like it? No. Do I like it? Yes. So today's game. So we've played. um, What have we played before? We've played Convo and Chill. Oh, Combo and Chill is one of my favorite. We've played Fluster. 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 And today we are playing Our Moments, which Mar thinks could be a dating site for 65 and older. Our final moments. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Before we get into it, I just want to say congratulations, ladies. We have reached over a thousand downloads of Woo-hoo! Messy Truths. So get, let's get messy. Yes. Get messy with it. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We're almost at Miles' milestone of 100,000 downloads. Not okay, quite there, we're, only, we're just a fraction. And happy <laughs> birthday to our lovely Miles. His birthday is coming up. Shout out to our podcast master, Miles. Yes, Miles. yes. And, the king. And his baby brother, and his baby brother, Kane. Baby brother, Kane. Yes, of course. And June babies. Curly Kane. Curly Kane. Curly Kane. Yeah. Also, I, I mean, just got to... Go ahead, we Mark. can only hope to ever be on Miles's level of podcasting. So, you know, <laughs> maybe we'll get to 10,000 downloads at some maybe. point in time. We will. Maybe. But you know what? I'm mad proud of Miles. Miles is not even, what, 12? He's not even 12, right? Dude, he's not even 10. He's going to be 10. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he has 100,000 plus downloads. 100,000 plus downloads Amazing. on his podcast. I mean, it is. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Shout I out to... Shout out to FNF. If you've not checked it out, you need to go check that out, especially if you have children. They will thoroughly right. enjoy that podcast. They will. I guess they so. Will. I also have to say on a hip hop moment, I am totally feeling the Kendrick album. I just got to put that out there, folks. I am. It's, uh, it's when you're home. It's it deep. And deep. You've got, it is. And I love like, yeah, I just I could do a whole episode on that album and how many things he touched. But maybe we should. Let's get, maybe we will. Album Ooh. reviews. Ooh. I love this. There mm. we go. Giving us ideas. So mm. Our Moments is a game with well-worded questions that all it takes to build 
across, build a bridge across generations. So it's supposed to help open and meaningful communication. And there are different additions. There's our moments, families, our moments, couples. I chose family because the three of us are family. And it's going to help us reconnect using fun and engaging cards that feature interesting and thought-provoking topics. It's a family edition listener, so there won't be any, well, depends on our answers, but there shouldn't be any griminess. So I'm excited. I really do like these games. And so anyone who wants to send me any of these card games, please let me know, because I'm often interested in buying more. Yes, we are all open to the games. And at some point, I think we discussed we'll do like a giveaway, right? Yes, absolutely. I think of Convo and Chill, which is one of the games I like the most. Uh, Actually, I've been into games for a long time. What about you ladies? Have you played games your whole life? No. Not games with life. Not like these. These are more social card games. I don't think I've done social card games. I mean, uh, Cards Against Humanity, yes. I love it. That was probably the first one that I... Uh, actually played but before that it's always been like you know the usual like other games board games Mm. trivia games that sort of thing I've been playing board games for a long time it started off with chess I played chess I played backgammon battleship I love them all I really love them all I think that's why I have battleship was a good game monopoly can turn you into a psychopath yo I played this with Phil and we were both under influence. It didn't end well because apparently I stole money as the banker. <laughs> wait, I didn't wait, know wait. I was stealing money. They have new. They have new monopolies now, where the, the it's like an automated thing where the banker is digital, and so the banker uh, nah. keeps track. Nah, see, it's that's the, the kind of monopoly I'm playing because I don't fuck with cheaters. So we're not I cheating cheat. with Monopoly, no, but apparently, apparently, see, you couldn't do that shit with my little automated banking. I Monopoly. was hiding money. I was putting Since it away for a rainy, snowy hiding, day. Cheating. I, hiding. I, I, honestly, I didn't remember until Phil was like, yo, why is there money in your pocket? I was like, I don't know. You I got all Panama papers on them. What's up with that? Mm-mm. Come on, man. I don't know what to tell you. You, the community activist, you turned into a, a, a smoked salmon socialist? I don't know. (laughs) Bye. Mr. Z is leaving. All right, ladies. First one is an easy one. Okay. Do it. What is one thing you are grateful for today? Do you want me to go first? I am grateful for you guys. Aww. Hearts. I'm grateful for it all. Life, health, you ladies. Family, family recovering from illness, everything. Grateful for it. Amen. All. Amen. Yeah, you know what? I'm I, I have to concur with both of you. I'm grateful for everything, but I'm also grateful for my senses. I think when you're home recovering, I hear the birds now and I'm like, oh, they're pretty chill. I'm down with the mm-hmm. birds. Especially the Westmount birds. They talk to each other quite early. I don't know what they're talking about, but they got things to talk about. So I'm grateful for the, for being able to see, hear, taste uh, my senses. Mm-hmm. So, and of course, all of you, all the listeners, my fans, you know, health is super big. Yep. Health but is that wealth. wasn't easy. Health is wealth. Oh, I feel like I've got allergies today, viewers, listeners. That season. Another one, which will be super easy for me. What is your favorite holiday and why? Hmm. Uh, Christmas. Why? 
I just love the love everyone loves around that time, or you try to. Even the unlovable. It's kind of hard sometimes, but you know, it's great. I like Christmas too. One time I get to, you know, be around family. It's a a big deal in my family. Let's just say that. Mm. It's a big deal in my family. And uh, yeah, great to see everybody and be around them. Love it. Christmas, I just think cold. Right. Um, mine is definitely Persian New Year because obvs, but mm-hmm. I also like, and this is, I, you know, I don't know where we stand with this holiday, but I love Thanksgiving. So, you know, not the whole, you know, slaughter not the and all that. Not the colonial Yeah, part. no, no. But I love the idea that here's a day where we can be thankful. We should be thankful every day, but that we acknowledge the thankfulness and we eat bitches because food is life. (laughs) And that is really why I like Thanksgiving because I look forward to eating and eating and eating and eating, basically. See, American Thanksgiving eating is what I do at Christmas time. Right, Mm -hmm. right, right, right. That's what I do at Christmas time. I don't see, I guess the definition of a holiday is something people in on mass celebrate because my first answer was my birthday, but that's not a holiday in my <laughs> world. It's a holiday, <laughs> but um, I'm trying to actually, you know what? I don't know if I'm down with any of the holidays. I enjoy the family time. Um, I'm trying to think of a holiday that's super significant to me. Um, I don't know, maybe Eid. I really enjoy Eid. It's very similar to like Christmas. But I think I don't like, I don't have a specific holiday. I just enjoy when the family's together. Like in our family, it's big. And not what I really think is cool about our family is that my mom's side is Christian. And they know, uh, you know, my husband and I are Muslim and they're like down for the Eid celebration. And I really appreciate that. I, I love that kind of like cultural, religious communication. And my mm-hmm. grandma is so cute. She's like, no, 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 we can't eat now. Uh, you know, Mr. Z is not ready yet. We have to wait. And so I, I really appreciate uh, that. So I appreciate that. So I don't know if I have a, a favorite holiday, but vanity included in my head it's my birthday <laughs> no i of feel course. that it is and i've already been thinking about what i'm gonna do this january because i'm turning 45 and listeners i don't know what to tell you but i know it will be big mm-hmm. this will be a hard one i and so i've just seen the questions myself normally i have an advantage over the ladies but i just picked out the question so this is going to be interesting and i'll give you a moment to think the question is, what is the most beautiful place you've ever seen? The most beautiful place we've ever seen. Yes. Oh. I know. Hmm. Damn, this is hard. Uh, I told you we were warming up, Oz. Hard, hard. So think of a country you've been to. I mean, I'm thinking Australia and New Zealand. Mm. Those two places are absolutely stunning. Really, really stunning. Like, beautiful. I can imagine the greenery alone, right? And, yeah, the mountains and just the the ocean. and It's majestic. Just beautiful. I, I think the most beautiful places I've seen, I want to say there's two places. One is definitely Southern California. Mm, so, so Cal, because yeah. Because the 
the Pacific Ocean, and then you can see mountains. Like you can kind of mm-hmm. see both sides of it. I think it's gorgeous. Um, but I also feel like Iran is really, really beautiful. Like, and I remember going because you can also see huge mountains like snow peaky mountains from the city which is like so it's like you see all the city lights and then you see these ginormous and I mean ginormous mountains in the Mm -hmm. backdrop and um I remember going to like um it's like it's it's like a a a peak or a hill that you could see the city like kind of like a city view Mm kind of like we what we have in on Mount Royal yeah, when you so look you out to right? the top, and you see that you get the look out. The yeah. the and I remember just being so blown away by it. I think I was like maybe mm. 12 or 13. I'm not surprised. Old. I told you, uh, husband and I've been watching like these food tour shows. And the one we watch was Iran. And I was hungry. I was like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. the food looks so good. <laughs> but they showed us this place called Half of the World. It was beautiful. And the mosques are beautiful and Mm -hmm. exquisitely done so i'm with you i've traveled a lot to some of the places that i consider like is the white beaches and the water in barbados oh my Mm. god like Mm -hmm. and i'm really offended by sand sometimes like i get mad because i don't (laughs) like the grit in sand and i don't like i don't like sand on my feet i'm always trying to wash it off and stuff i don't like that feeling but Barbados, the sand is white, the water's crystal clear. It's amazing. I love it. I also love at the top of the peak of um, Hawaii. I loved it. Oh, I loved Hawaii as well. But in terms of nature, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but I love when the trees are turning color here in Montreal. Mm -hmm. And you take that drive out like outside of Montreal, to the country, into the yeah. north, to the it's it's the north and the eastern townships. Yeah, there's great yeah. foliage. It's really beautiful. Oh. It is really beautiful. It truly it's is. It's extremely my, beautiful. It's one of my favorite things to do around my birthday, since it is in the fall. Is uh, take yeah. that. Um, I don't really celebrate the Canadian Thanksgiving weekend. I always go away for my birthday, and that's one of the things that we do. Is it's beautiful go away for a drive outside of the city. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. Apple picking and you know. Outside of my house in my area, the trees turn purple. It's it's beautiful. So I can't believe I'm saying that because it's in Quebec. But whatever, we'll just leave that right <laughs> Quebec, there. And Quebec it leads has to some cold nice weather. parts to it. it does. It's just really pretty. I have to say, I've taken that yeah. drive through the Adirondacks or to Val David or Mont Tremblant, and it's it's beautiful. It's really beautiful, and I've come to appreciate it. But I do like. Um, like the the view from Long Beach, like you were saying, Oz, like mm. the Long Beach view with the palm trees is is beautiful too. Gorgeous. I don't know if I have a favorite. I have to say one of my new favorite places might be the safari view in Kenya when I was in Nairobi. Oh, like I you just go. You just see like the lions eating giraffes, which I'm still a bit traumatized, but loved it at the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the cheetahs running, the elephants chilling. Like it, it was, Sounds it's amazing. quite majestic. All right, mm. this is another goodie. What was the most surprising thing that happened to you this year? The most surprising thing. Yes. Mm. <laughs> Good Lord. Bringing to you by our moments, ways to bring w- bridge conversations. 
I would say like dealing with health issues. You know, I found mm. out I had a medical condition I never even heard of before. I was like, what the hell is this? And I hope I get rid of it before the end of the year because God knows it's just like it was ruining my life. Like not yeah. being able to travel as much yeah. and doing certain things, even exercising became kind of painful. Like it's just that was yeah. that was a nightmare, an absolute nightmare. And I pray that I don't ever encounter the severity of that ever again. Almost there. Uh, almost yeah. there. <laughs> I think for me, the most surprising thing was that I found out that I have a much stronger and supportive community that that I ever knew existed. Mm. I really had no idea that there are people in my circle and my friends and my community that would hold me down the way that I was held down this year. So that that would be my most surprising thing. Mm. That's awesome. I don't have anything deep. <laughs> My most surprising thing this year was um, maybe how how much I I have an entrepreneur in me. I don't really enjoy having my own business, but uh, apparently I'm really good at what I do. So that's probably the most surprising, like making profit this year. And my accountant, shout out to Hung Jung. Um, being like, oh, you doubled your profit. I was like, oh, I did. I'm really bad at bookkeeping and all this stuff. And <laughs> I think that's the most surprising thing. Uh, I also, the consistency of our podcast. Yo, listeners, we got busy schedules. We got kids, yep, we got we husbands, we got people, we got health, we got operations, we got jobs. But we managed to find almost every week, with the exception of medical weeks or something extraordinary happening, we've managed to pull through 35 episodes. And that surprises me a lot because I look at the time and I, sometimes I feel like I'm stealing from Peter to pay Paul. But mm -hmm. we have managed to carve out time and so much so that the podcast has become so important that I block it in my schedule. So when yep. clients look at my schedule, um, they're like, oh, can you move this? Uh, no, 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 I can't move it. Like, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> so that that I find um, pleasantly surprising, pleasantly surprising. Good. I'm glad you feel that way. Me too. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Me too. Okay. This is something interesting for the future. What is one thing you'd like to learn how to do in the next year? In the next year? Mm. <laughs> Sorry, because I know what I'm going to do. I want to learn how to roller skate. Hmm. That's cool. I've always wanted to roller skate, but I'm so clumsy on wheels. I don't like falling either. Nobody it wants takes to fall. time, you know, practice. Mm. A lot of practice. A lot of practice. Do I have time to practice a lot? Maybe I'll practice around the house. That's not yeah. so bad. <laughs> no. Or Just touch your... one of the kids and roller skate with them. Don't disturb yeah. your neighbors downstairs. Um, Fuck the neighbors. Man, that's a hard one. Um, what would I like to learn before the end of the year? Mm -hmm. um, look, I have my license, but I am not the greatest driver. <laughs> so I'm right there with you, Mar. I'd like to actually do more driving. That's the one thing. I don't that's do a lot. a bad idea. I move the car, you know, I, you know, 
run errands, but I mean, like, I'm not really driving, driving, you know, I hear I did, you. I did a little bit before I wasn't doing it enough. I, I need to stop being so stupid, like, and, and, and self-imposed in like my handicap and actually get out there and get behind the wheel and do more driving. So that's, that's what I'd like to accomplish before the end of the year. I, I have to agree with you. I drive maybe three times a year and that's to go on a Costco yeah. run and I'm pleased with myself when I do it. Yeah. So I have two things. I want to learn to twerk. This is, I've been practicing <laughs> wow. quite a bit. I practice every day until surgery. I always have uh, my husband come home and I'm like, watch. And he's like, babe, I don't want to watch this. So I'm always practicing. Why not? Why doesn't he want to watch that? I he, watch he, he's, yeah, me. I'm going to do it. Okay, good. <laughs> Uh, and now that I have like that, I have this this thing bounding me. I've been learning how to do it more. I'm getting better at it. I have to say, I am getting better. So I actually do it in my secret time. I'm always shaking my booty, always doing kind of shit. Watch, listening to light skin Keisha from Atlanta, who makes me want to twerk. Wow. And that's what I do. And sometimes I do it in the shower too. Like I hold on to the bar. Oh God, it's a whole thing. So I want to do I'm my twerk this. debut. Love That's it. true, Mar. Debut. <laughs> yeah. I, once uh, you're done, I need a tutorial because yes, I, I just haven't figured this out. Step by well, step. I figured in the beginning I was just moving my body. And then I had to isolate and then move. And I was like, oh, okay, okay, I can twerk. And uh, I'll tell you guys this off air. I can't talk about it on air. But my second thing is I want to golf more. I started golfing uh, a couple of years ago. Yeah, okay. I really enjoy golf. It's very strategic as well, and it helps you with focus. So I want to golf more, and those are the two. But twerking is a top priority for me. Top it is priority. a top. It is. I'd love to go golfing with you. What about tennis, more? More tennis. I'd love for to you? go golfing. Oh, I learned how to do tennis this weekend, and I'm See? still in pain from it. I'm still tennis in pain. Is the best. I love it. My feet hurt. My arms hurt. My <laughs> body legs hurt. My whole no. body just hurts from playing tennis. No. I've never played before. It was really fun. It was a lot of so fun, fun. But I am definitely not going pro anytime soon. <laughs> I watched King Richard and I think I was inspired. You know, my husband was inspired and we thought, <laughs> yeah, we could do it. <laughs> no. Oh, hell <laughs> it no. It was terrible. But a lot of fun. Yeah. A lot of fun. No. The other thing I'm, I just signed up for my second mud girl race. So I've been doing a lot of these races. I really enjoy them, but I don't like the activities where you have to scale walls. Mm. So this, this year I'm, one of my goals is to scale the mud girl wall. Cause I was in that mud last year. I had to put goggles on cause you know, a girl cannot get her lashes wet with mud. Oh, Fuck that. No. So I had the goggles on and I was climbing through the mud and I loved it. And then I saw the wall. Like, I was like, you know, like a monkey bar thing. I was like, mm -hmm. I'm not doing that. And I totally walked around it. Good so this you. year I may attempt to do it. It will be my second year doing it. You are so Next. brave. No way. Oh, I love I'd those be things. trying to do American Ninja. No way. Uh -huh. You know what? I think With since blood? I lost weight, it makes me feel empowered. Like I couldn't mm -hmm. do them yeah, before. Of course. And yeah. Um, yeah, last, what did I do last year? Mud Girl, Color. 
race and a 5k like the cure for cancer I've done the color run before. That's cool. Oh, I Uh, love it. Word of advice to black women with froze out there. um, Make sure you like wear a wig or wear a cap or something. Because getting that color out of your fro is a little bit difficult. Absolutely. Yeah. So this is a secret question. This is where you're going to reveal secrets to myself and the listeners. Tell me something about you that you think I might not know. I told you these questions are hilarious. crickets (laughs) i feel like you would know everything about me i feel like you don't know everything everything. you didn't know i had a twerking obsession that i twerk secretly at home i kind of did kind of did okay i feel like you've mentioned it before um did you know i used to jump horses uh no 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 did you know that mar no there you go see it's out there no wait 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 the jumping of horses we need details <laughs> so it, i used to be in an equestrian club and i would oh, ride oh cool and then and then i eventually before we left dubai started jumping like doing the the horse jumping thing so mm-hmm. yeah there you go you didn't know that about me no not at it's all it's not a secret but it's you know we didn't know, you know. mar um i don't know I think I can get a little bit obsessive when the endorphins go crazy in my body. So if there's something that I really, really thoroughly enjoy and I'm like experiencing pleasure from exactly, (laughs) then it's like, it's going to stay on my mind. So yes, cake is a perfect example. I had been eating clean for God knows how long. And I just had these really terrible cravings. It was like, you know, PMS season and uh yeah i ended up buying an entire well a small lemon curd lemon cake from the grocery store and i ate that thing you went in hey do you nothing one cake not all in Uh, one sitting maybe over the course of two sittings but i'm just saying (laughs) nevertheless yeah. Well, I told, did I tell you ladies what I was doing? I was craving rockaberry cake. I don't, I think these are weird things happening post-surgery. And I would order three, four slices, take a bite, and then make my husband eat them breast. And he was like, you're yeah. going to kill me with sugar. <laughs> and I would just enjoy yeah. watching him eat. And he was like, don't order any more cake. And I was like, okay, fine. Yeah. Um, that's That's what I would say. It's the obsessive. It's the, yeah, I can get a bit obsessive about certain things. If it's really enjoyable to me, yeah, I can get obsessive about it. And it, it, I find it difficult to kind of tear myself away. Like my latest obsession now is the game Royal Match. We talked earlier about apps we have on our phone and I said, I'm not a gaming person. Wrong. <laughs> I, I downloaded Royal Match on my phone and I have not stopped playing the stupid game since I oh, downloaded no. it. Every day, you, almost every tried, single day. <laughs> cooking madness. Cooking madness. <laughs> no, no. See, we're not. No, y'all are. Just... It's on the list. It's on the list. There you go. But yeah, um, that's, that's it. Something I used to be a tap dancer. Okay. I tap dance from the yeah. I tap dance for ten years. What from the age of five to and yeah, and I play saxophone. Those are two things that maybe See, I had no me. idea. I didn't yeah, know. You I was, the saxophone? I played the saxophone from the age of five to 16. 
Can you still play it today? Yeah, I mean, I, I play an alto sax. I played in a band. Okay, so those of you who don't know, I went to Rural West, which has a very strong band. And my mom made me play piano, which is like the standard black shit that parents make you do, like play an instrument. I didn't like piano. Yeah. Well, standard immigrant <laughs> thing, like play an instrument, yeah, yeah. like fuck that. Um, I didn't like piano, although I can play it. I didn't enjoy it. I played the flute, but I really liked the sax because my grandmother grew up in a jazz era. And I mm. like jazz a lot. So I picked up the saxophone at five and I played it all through high school and elementary school. And then I had a music teacher who was a bitch. And I think she literally stole the passion out of me. Don't you? But I love, I know. And I really played the sax well. Like I was in honor band and stuff. And uh, mm. I loved it. I loved it. And then I tap dance. My mom's got pictures of me in sequence. I did a whole Michael Jackson routine. I want to see it. Nice. I want to see it. I have to find those pictures. But yeah, I tapped for many years as well. So tap. Maybe you socks. could start like a whole thing, like tap and twerk or something. That you know what? <laughs> I was so, on part I'm of. I'm ready um, to sign up for that lesson. I yeah, truly am. Right. I'm ready. You could lose weight. I also um was in a stepping group in high school. Hey, I love that. Yeah. That doesn't uh, oh. surprise me. I'm not surprised by that at all. Well, I mean, I went to a school where the eight black people included the Asians and the Indian. <laughs> I cannot. So. <laughs> what does that even like, mean? We were all like, we have to do something. I mean, at Rural West, I brought Black History Month. Like, I was like, I used to go to school every day in grade nine. And they called my parents, my mother, left a message on my machine. You should never call the warden and tell her anything about her child and her pro-blackness. Do not call any black parent from school. That is the worst So the one thing my mom says when she gets the message, she's like, tell me now, because if I go to that school and you embarrass me, (laughs) I'm going to beat you. So what they called about was every day in grade nine, the autobiography of Malcolm X came out. I'm a big Pan-Africanist and I used to wear a Malcolm X cap and the big baggy t-shirt over my uniform every single day. I have pictures of this. And they were like, well, Sabrina, what? I'm not taking off my Malcolm X gear uh, when I, like I had, you have to be in uniform when you come in and leave, which is fine. But they didn't like me arriving with my t-shirt with the big X and the hat with the big X. And they called my mom and my mom's like, don't talk stupidness to me. If my daughter wants to wear her Malcolm X stuff, this is what you're calling me about? Yes. Don't call me. My mom told them, don't call me about this shit. My daughter can wear anything she wants. And furthermore, she's black. She's blackity black, 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 and hung up the phone. (laughs) So, yeah, my mom. Oh, love that. That was uh, poor World West. (laughs) Poor World West was like. Hey, wasn't that I, I, around the same time with the black power gear? Do you guys mm-hmm. remember like the jackets yeah. and all that cross stuff? colors, cross colors yeah. had like the whole Pan-African colors going yeah. on. And my mom would go to yeah. New York, right? Mm-hmm. And she, my mom was always like, 
infiltrating Western education and making sure I knew everything. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, you know, I was the person who had Malcolm X and Martin, like she always made sure I was, you know, well educated in my culture. So when the school called, she, I know she wanted to say, well, just fuck off me. That's a famous line of my mother's just fuck off me. And um, <laughs> the school was like, oh, well, thanks. And she's like, and don't call back here. And that was the end of that. Cause they used to leave vest messages on, you know, your old school machine. Mm -hmm. And my brothers would try oh, to really? erase their messages because their messages weren't great. <laughs> Different. My messages were like, can you tell your daughter to stop being so black, please? And my brother's messages will, can you tell your kid to come to school? And yeah. <laughs> These schools, so, man, they don't, they don't even have a clue. I tell you. No, no, no. Calling no, black don't. homes, talking about Malcolm That's X. That's mild compared to the things that go on today. So mild. I know. So here's a good one. What is the craziest thing you've ever eaten? Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> sea cucumber. What is that? Yeah, tell it's, us. It is an absolutely, really disgusting thing. So, um... My visit to Beijing, uh, there was a lunch that I sat through and I <laughs> partook in some food <laughs> that was on the table. I saw a stew, a vegetable stew, and I thought, oh, this is great. Thought there were mushrooms in there. I tasted it. Didn't taste like mushrooms. Tasted it again. Spit it out. And I learned that it was sea cucumber, which is a bottom feeder uh, that is uh, wildly popular in certain Asian countries. And I would definitely not recommend it. Definitely not. Don't eat that stuff. Some Asian people will be used to it, you know. That's, that's, that's fine. Do you, boo. Do Never you. again. No. Never again. Okay. I'm I've had some, Did you say interesting? Was that the word that you used? No, uh, craziest. Craziest, craziest. Okay. Well, I don't know how crazy this is, but this is definitely some stuff that we eat in Iran. Because I'm, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I am super exploratory when it comes to food. Like I know things that I like and I'm down to try things, but I know things that I don't like and don't give me any variation of it because I'm not even going to try it. <laughs> <laughs> like like fish get the fuck off me about fish yes i'm sure people know how to make it yes i'm sure this fish is less fishy than this fish but i'm 45 years old and i've tried enough variations of fish in my life to tell you completely and wholeheartedly that i fucking hate fish all right that's besides the point it's just because everyone's like but you haven't no i don't like fish <laughs> You're like, I also look, don't, no, don't give me the fish. <laughs> I don't the fucking fish. All right. I also don't like liver or, you know, fucking heart or kidney. Please. Organ I don't want meat. it. Just don't give it to me. I don't want it. All right. So okay. you're, you'll not be eating any uh, West Indian cow foot soup or, no, uh, no, or cow no. tongue soup. No, wait, wait. Or, no. no, hold on. Pig feet. Back. South. I no actually... South? I actually, I, I don't think pig feet, but I actually have had tongue, cow tongue, and I enjoyed it. I have had brain. I did not enjoy it. Um, and I've had chicken feet, and I enjoyed it. But 
That's the craziest. Tripe. And see, I've had tripe. This is, we have this, this is like Iranian regular foods. West you know Indian what I'm also. Yeah. But Blood pudding. I don't know that. African I don't, that, too, no. by the way. No. Yeah. So, but, so those are the craziest things I've tried. But what I'm trying to say is that I'm not going to foray into other stuff. Just, okay. just leaving it out there. Thank you. You're a grown so, woman and you ain't doing it no more. <laughs> I have go. a friend like you, Oz. You bring seafood and fish and she's like, no. Nah. So I'm married to an African man who eats who eats things that I don't. I'm very Western, Eurocentric, North American. So and, no chicken foot soup for you. No, no. And But I've dated an Asian guy. I've been to Hong Kong. I'm now married to an African. And I have to tell you, he loves everything. We went to Mexico City. He was looking for tripe soup. I was like, nah, bro, I'm not in it. I'm not in it. We watched the Iran food thing. I'm not in it. I don't want to eat it. I'm not in it. The craziest thing I probably had was pigeon. I didn't know it was pigeon, but it was on the menu in HK. Oh. And they eat it in Morocco too. Yeah, but they're not like the pigeon, the nasty little dirty pigeons we see here. I've also had um, guinea fowl, which was unusual to me, like little chickens. I'm, I don't want to say I'm not open to it. I think the trick is not to tell me because <laughs> there's, a visu- there's a visual. There's a visual. noted. Yeah. Don't tell me. Like I had alligator. I didn't know it was alligator. And you I have alligator souffle. It. I had alligator in. Where did I go? Um, Pennsylvania. Where was I? Not not Philadelphia. Anyways, I was I was like, oh, okay. Um, they serve alligator in, uh, in Louisiana. Yeah. yeah, I saw that on the menu there. Yeah. But again, if you don't tell me I'm okay, but if you tell me there's a visualization that comes up in my head, like, of course I'm done. So Zach was eating something and he was like, Oh, I've had horse meat. Not interested, bro. I think of (laughs) all the nice, no, I'm not interested, but I've, I've, I've eaten a little black stallion myself. Yes. No, wasn't salami originally made of horse? Am I tripping? Probably. I they I eat it know. in Uzbekistan. It's like a big, again, this whole weekend we were watching food tours. We had nothing better to do. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, no organ meat, no horsies. And I, I had to think about why I was saying no. It's a very North American thing about me, right? It's because we don't have farm to table. We don't see it. it's made mm-hmm. at, or it's how it's killed. So that's why I'm like, no, no, no. But then I went to Osoyos and we had to kill to eat. And I was like, shit, I would be starving because I don't want to kill anything. That's my issue. I don't want to kill anything. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see you skin it. I'm not interested. But pigeon is probably one of those things where I was like, oh, okay. But no. No, no, I'm not eating horses. I told him. Yeah, you really do have a Western palate. You really do. Exactly. But I do enjoy African food, right? Things that I can identify. I enjoy Iranian food, things that I eat at Ozzy's house, things that I can identify. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But if you tell me there is a North American takeover Mm -hmm. that says, no, 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 no. Yeah, exactly. So, so I've probably so eaten a whole lot of shit and not as no, long as you don't tell me. No sauce for you then. No I, actually, my dad makes oxtail sauce because we don't eat pork. 
So mm. he's made oxtail sauce. I really like it. I hate I really sauce. like it. Do oh, I like love the sourness. Oh, for those of you who don't know what sauce is, it's like a pickled meat. Usually mm. they it's pickled feet. Yeah, but in but if you don't eat pork, we pickle oxtail. And I really enjoy it. But I said to my husband, this is how people become vegetarian. If you watch how these things are done. Uh, I don't even want to talk oh, about no, that Oh, no, 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 no. I didn't watch any of those food documentaries. Like, please, I have one life. Let me enjoy what I'm eating and living <laughs> right now. Seriously. I don't want to do it. No, that's but, how you become. But I will tell you, my dad had a really good thing. Because my dad is super adventurous. He used to eat everything. But he when he used to go to China... And he used to go travel a lot. He would tell them, I don't eat my friends. So no pets for me. No cat, no dog. Nothing that would be cool with me. <laughs> so Pretty sure he wouldn't eat a horse up. either. But he literally would be like, I'll eat anything, but don't, don't, I don't eat my friends. So sea cucumber? My Shout out to my dad. He probably has eaten sea cucumber. Oh, I'm sure. He's eaten snake. He's eaten fucking everything. Oh, everything. I've also had <laughs> shark fin <laughs> soup. Mr. Z has mm. had snake too. They're like, oh, it's not. My, the, the, if you want me to try it, just don't tell me. <laughs> See, don't do that That's with me, the thing. Don't the ever closest, pull that shit with me. <laughs> the closest no. to snake is, are eels in the same family as snakes? Yes. Okay. Yeah, they're like I water do, snakes, aren't they? Kinda, I do barbecue of. eel. I do barbecue nope. eel when I go out for sushi. It but has to be cooked is popular really, really well, in the though. sushi thing, right? And it's Isn't so popular, popular in London. It. Because mm. in London, at one point, they ran out of meat, and so they had eel and mash. No, eels are not for me. Anything that looks snake-like is not for me. I'm very, sushi. as you know. Come on. No, sushi's fine, but I'm not eating no eel. They turn, and they, it's just a visualization. It turns me <laughs> off completely. Absolutely. Completely. Right. Got, it. Got it. Okay, so back into a more serious note. because And honestly, when I watch it, I feel like, ugh. Like, I was like, no, I can't. And Zach's like, you'll be fine. You'll just eat it. <laughs> no. 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 He was telling me about when we go to Ghana, the things I will have. Mm, I'll be packing some Weetabix. Oh, I'm good. Soup. No. No. Have you ever had to end a friendship? How did you know it had to end? <laughs> ay, ay, ay. <laughs> Do you really want me to talk about this? <laughs> <laughs> Not that friendship. Maybe choose another one in your repertoire. <laughs> Okay. I just cut people off. <laughs> I think when I, like chop chop. Yeah, yeah. I think I hit about like maybe 30 and that was when the first phase of of cutting people off started and then I've just continued. It's been like an annual thing, I think. Um Oh my god. I don't I don't even tell what people. What does that mean? I just stopped but, but talking are they to really... you and but if they text you, would you not text back? No, this is what's I, happening. We don't have we don't have No, the same it's a numbers. cut off, Oz. That's She's it. like We're that done. Rick and Morty episode where they all the town decide they're going to kill each other and that's the end. You ever that's seen that end. Rick and Morty episode no, where never. it's like um oh my god. Okay, for those of you who are listening watch Rick and Morty, Morty you know what episode I'm talking about. They have like a doomsday episode where once a year the town get together and it's everybody's fair game and you can kill them and cut them off. That's the end. Chop chop. So Mar is like and Mark just said, I just I'm still anything. going to that phase. She said, it's an annual thing, by the way. It is. So. Every day. Every, every <laughs> year. Every, you day every year. You should be purging yourself of the evil. That's what it's life. called. That's what the, the episode evil. is called. The purge. Yeah. So oh. I, I mean, I have a family member who, you know, is 
was like a friend and I I just got tired of all of of being spoken to like I was the reason for the misery in this person's life. You are I... literally bringing me down every time I talk to you. You said some like un savory things about other cultures it's just like nah bro oh no you and i yeah i don't we, have we, that we can't be friends we're done purged done. so, so yeah, purged. cut them off um you may still have my phone number i'm not answering i don't really care to answer and i just stop all communication and that's pretty much wow eyes we better watch out if in six, she said she does it every year so if in six months you're still around and we're still reconnecting like nothing happened, which I have Same. those relationships and I appreciate those relationships. Mm -hmm. You know, there's some people who you've been friends with a really long time and you don't, you haven't heard from each other in like a year, but then you reunite and it's like no time has passed. Nothing. You pick up where you left off. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Those are some of the best friendships. Those are not the friendships of people that I cut off. When you're gone, you're gone. You'll know. You will know. You're done. Yo, we need to have an episode of Mars step-by-step -step purge friendships because mm -hmm. that's serious. Some people don't even know. Some people just don't even know. Some people are on, who listen are like, oh, shit, that's why I haven't heard from Mars. Yeah. That I, got Pretty much. I got yeah. purged. I got purged. I got purged. So I feel like I am like Mar in a way that I don't get so close to people. I think Mar is the same way. So I have a lot of acquaintances, but very few friends. Um, and I don't think I'm as harsh with the cutoff. Like, I feel like, you know, I might just kind of pull back and withdraw and like, they get it, they get it, they don't, they don't. But there are a couple of people who have crossed the line with me. And I think those I want to I don't want to call them friendships because I never viewed the friendship the way that they viewed the friendship to begin with and then they got too comfortable with me and I was just like whoa bitch back the fuck off so there's <laughs> been that but I mean mm. I don't I don't want to even say that this is frequent because I don't have that many friends if you will mm. right mm. the purging gets less and less as the years go by oh yeah. my god <laughs> um <laughs> It's, it's interesting with myself and friendships because I am the maintainer of friendships. I don't know if the two of you feel that way as well, yes. but I'm the one yeah, who definitely. I really you. care. I feel that way about you. You <laughs> are oh, definitely the maintainer. You, you are the maintainer. I, You're I in really, it for the long haul. You play the long yeah, game. Yeah. You are like Ms. Longevity when it comes to yeah. friendships. Yeah, actually, you know, uh, husband and I were a Saturday, we went to have, uh, you know, a London fog, one of my favorite drinks. And we were sitting there like Europeans, people watching and just conversing. And he mentions that he doesn't have a lot of friends. And I was like, well, you know, do you want friends? I don't know. And then I said to him, like, I have a lot of people I know. But when I talk about my inner circle, it's not like, yo, if you're in there, I will say this. If you're in the inner circle and you break the rule, good luck because you're mm -hmm. not going back in there. Like I'm very yeah. big on the loyalty thing. And I my 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 rule is I have to feel like if I'm not around and someone talks shit about me, I would know automatically that person would Someone's have my back. back you up. Yeah. If I don't feel that way about you, then you kind of move out of the concentric circle to, Hey, how's it going? But you no longer will get the maintenance that I put into a friendship. And he was like, yeah, you are very much like that. He goes, you are the maintainer. He's like, you like to see your, your, 
you like to, that your friends feel seen and heard and recognized. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, am I really like that? And he's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, babe, you're really like this. And I think about it and like, I do, I like my friends to feel important, but mm-hmm. I guess my purge moment is if you are, if you're reckless with me or you mishandle me, then my vulnerability kicks in and then I can't trust you anymore. And then you're yeah, out, like you're out, out. And it's it's one thing about me that I wish I could change is that I wish I could be more forgiving. I can forgive you, but I can never place you back in the center yeah. because there's a part of me that doesn't doesn't feel like you have my back. And that mm-hmm. is very problematic for someone who like me, who values loyalty above right. all yeah. else. I feel so, the same way. And when I say that I cut people off, it's not that I'll, if we have a, an encounter, like, you know, say years down the line or whatever. And I, I, I am cognizant of the fact that maybe you might've changed. Maybe there's, cause time allows for people to change, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And you don't know what changes have gone on in that person's life. Maybe they've, you know, checked themselves and realized like, yeah, I was kind of a dick before. And now I need to, you know, now I'm different. I'm open to, you know, seeing that change. I'm just saying that I am guarded. I will continue to keep my distance. And if there is any sort of future encounter between us, great, happy, glad life is doing you well. But it's hard for me to let a person back in that easily. Yeah, really difficult. I agree. I had a friend, we're still friends now, she did something, and we were tight. And I feel bad because I see the effort to get back into the like into the middle circle, but it's hard. It's hard to go back to that. It it's changes not that, that it, dynamic yeah. of a relationship. You're not. But it's also like it's it goes down to that one scenario. If somebody was talking shit about Nisha, would mm-hmm. I worry about that person saying something? And if I'm worried yeah. about it, you can't be in the concentric because mm-hmm. I work hard to make my friends feel valued and I want the same back. Mm-hmm. And that's the that's my vulnerability. If you can puncture yeah. my defense and you can see a bit of my vulnerability, yo, you lucky cuz you know what I you know how paranoid I am ladies. I don't write diaries. Oh. I don't like people <laughs> reading my thoughts. Right. I don't like that stuff. All right? So if I show you a part of my vulnerability, I'm not saying you should feel lucky, but that means we're tight. We're tight, yeah, tight. Yep. And so you. if I show you vulnerability and you disregard it or you're careless with it, that's a form of purging for me. Like I'm not. So it's it's the disloyalty for you. Oh, it's very deep. Like yeah. I will cut a bitch for that. Like it's very deep. And sometimes, you know, Mr. Z said to me, he's like, sometimes you shine too much sun on your friends. I don't know if they know how to take it. Like they don't know how to respond back to you in kind. And I tell them, well, I, I don't really look for the responding kind. I'm looking for the loyalty in kind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what I'm looking for. So I'm not looking for someone to, to, to give me the same amount because I'm me. That's me. It's, it's really who I am. I really must show that much. Because, um, you know, Mr. Z thinks I'm ridiculous. Like when I had surgery, I brought edible arrangements for the whole nursing staff for thanking them for taking care of me. And he was like, really? And I said, listen, they didn't have to be nice. They could have just done their standard job. 
Mm-hmm. And but when they go above and beyond and they care and they remember your name, people need to be seen. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that's that he said that's that teacher shit coming out. And I was like, well, Aww. I don't well, care. It's a beautiful it is it. what it is. Yeah. yeah. And and also it's a way of getting more appointments when you're ready in kindness, <laughs> when you're kind. So what do you do when the person is, may not reciprocate on the same level? Uh well somebody it, forgot my birthday this you? year. Oh yeah. No, it's the birthday. That's another test. If you forget my birthday, it's done. Like it's done, done. Uh, I have a friend, we we grew up together. He forgot my birthday and yeah, I'm calling him out. I haven't talked to him in months. I won't even respond back to the texts. Stop it. I'm Stop serious. It. I know. <laughs> no, no, I don't forget yours. Don't forget mine. Maybe but he was going through something at the yeah. time. I don't care. Irrelevant. It happens. No, no, it's not irrelevant. There are things that happen in people's lives. They might have a death in the family. There are things that go on in my life too. And I'll say, oh, I'm really sorry. I forgot, but happy birthday. Right? So you can do the same. And I'm calling you out. I had a very close friend forget my birthday this year too. And it hurts. You know what's funny though? I didn't even realize he forgot my birthday until he said that he forgot my birthday. So it didn't really hurt. But I think it's just the nature of, you know, growing up and whatever. And not for nothing, I would never forget his birthday. I don't think I've ever, ever forgotten Mm. his birthday. But I'm saying like, you know, Mars right, shit does happen. Not for nothing. I think if he did apologize and said, I'm sorry, happy belated birthday, I think your friendship might be I may be forgiving them, maybe. I mean... I I realized the friendship I did end, it was because I was the sidekick and I wasn't being seen. And I was always the ugly fat friend. Apropos. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I had a friend like that and I don't think the friend intended to, for me to play that role, but that's the role I fell into. That person was very beautiful, very stunning. A lot of people would chase the friend. Uh, and I was always throw like. Throw that trash out. I was always yeah, like the chubby right lesbian vibe side. And I was like, Yo, no, 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 this no. is not for me. And so I let that go. But I didn't do it in a good way. I sort of phased out at an important time of the person's life. So I regret that. And I did apologize for that. But I also think that person needs to reflect what role I fell into and how they contributed to that role. So, yeah, but pretty much all the friendships I've had since I was eight, I've maintained. It's a bit. Of, and I also love one thing about both of you and my friendships is that when you see that I can't give you everything, it signals to my friends that something's going on with me because you know the level of who I am and what mm-hmm. I give. And so if I'm dipping, it's almost like a clue to my friends to check in. So I like right. that. Mm-hmm. I like that. But a more fun question coming for all of you and viewers, we'd love to hear what you think or listeners. If you could choose a new name for yourself, what would it be? I already have. I've chosen a pen name, but it will not be revealed until I actually get a book out there. Oh, the book, the book. That's right. Okay, but not your book name, Mar. Like Um, another name. Another name. Um, I need time to think about this one. Candy. Well, when I... When I was younger, I wanted to be called Debbie because I love Debbie Gibson. And for some reason, I feel like I 
I could fit a Debbie. Now I totally don't agree with the Debbie. I don't think but, you look like a Debbie. No, I definitely don't look like a Debbie, but you know, that was that whole growing up in the eighties shit. But anyway, um, mm-hmm. I mean, you already know I, I, people call me Raina all the time. Like they yeah. don't even think Azara is my name anymore at this point. I have to say, I love your name. I love it. I love I it because I'm, it. I'm a nerd. And I like etymology and I like the meanings of the names meaning of and, it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, I also believe people are born into their names and their names provide guidance in who they'll become. True. That. So I really, I really love your name. Mar- I like your interesting, tune too, Moran. Interesting. I like my about- name. I don't want another name. Oh, no. I like <laughs> yes. Go ahead, too. Oz. Sorry. I was just going to say my dad named me and actually in Iran, my name was such an old lady name. Like at the time that he named me, it was like Dolores in like, you know, for like a, the <laughs> next Esther. generation. And my, exactly. And my mom was like, you really going to call this, this baby, this old lady's name. But yeah, he did. And so, you know, when I was growing up, I had a real problem with it. Cause I was just like, ugh, like, what is this name? And people used to mistake me for a, a boy all the time, but I learned to use that to my advantage as I grew up. And now I fully embrace my name and I love it. And I, I love your names too, ladies. <laughs> uh, I guess Likewise, if I had ladies. to choose another name, it'd probably be my middle name. I love Nisha. I love, 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 love that name. Um, and all of my, most of my cousins share the same middle name as me. It's a family really? tradition. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's oh, nice. cute. And, I didn't know. And all of our names rhyme. So there's uh, Sabrina, Salima, Salika, um, Zarina. Uh, there's a whole bunch of us. Zelina, Zabita, like we all rhyme. Mm. So it's pretty funny. Um, my dad wanted to name me Hanifa. My mom was like, fuck no, we won't go. Uh, Hanifa, <laughs> for those of you don't know, my dad's name is Hanif, which actually is used to be what Muslims used to be called before they were called Muslims. They were called Hanifs. Mm. And my dad wanted to call me Hanifa. So my mom made a deal with him that if I was a boy, he could name me. And if I, it was a girl, then my mother would name me. My mom said she knew I was a girl from the moment she was pregnant. So she felt like Aww. she had an edge on my father. And she had this cute little neighbor who had a girl named Sabrina. And she named me Sabrina. Sabrina is actually a little bit of a fucked up name. Some river princess who drowns herself. I'm like, that's not cool. (laughs) Right? That's not cool. But I always loved Anisha. I I love that. I love that name. I love it. But if I had to have another name, I would have. You said candy earlier. Candy. That was for you. Candy. That was for you, though. Mar. No, I ain't doing no stripper name. That's just Mar, not happening. No Why is Candy a stripper name, though? I mean, it I just associated it with about? you with your twerking. I, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I would have chose Candy. <laughs> I would have chose Indra. I love that name. Ooh, that's Indra. Name. I yeah. like it. I like. I love it. Indra, the Hindu goddess of thunder, and I, yes. I like that. I love that name. I loved Indra. But I like, I like the name. Nisha. I like the name Hadia also. Hadia mm, is yeah. a pretty name. I used that in a short story earlier this year. Oh, nice. Does it, it so does beautiful. it mean does it mean gift? Because that's what it means in Farsi or like a variation. Of I don't know. I use it as a name for an Indian Canadian character. 
Hadia. So, Is she Muslim? Because yeah, it sounds like two, a Muslim. With two A's in the name. and Look at you. No, three. Three A's, I believe. Um, right. Yeah, I... I yeah, other than the the secret pen name, I just yeah, I'm good with yeah. my name. I like Miranda. I like my name spelled all with three A's as yes. opposed to the M I R A N D A that oh, everyone no, just I assumes. It. I love the way American guys say it. Miranda. It's mm-hmm. like no, it's Miranda, but I appreciate that. <laughs> yes Miranda. No, but that's, that's exactly it way. it's the caribbean way mm-hmm. phonetically that's how they pronounce those names it's Miranda yeah. as opposed to miranda you know i also love um my aunt's name who passed away zorina and none of us have that actually but i loved her name they used to call her auntie chinny because she had like chinese looking eyes you know how it is in the caribbean whoa but, <laughs> i know it's, a whole, it's the one it's the oh, one who looks, <laughs> it's the aunt that you both think i look alike a lot oh you look alike. exactly like her yeah yep you are my definitely her twin, for sure yeah. yeah shout out to my cousins i'm sorry in advance but <laughs> A lot of people used to send me home, fun fact, a lot of people used to send me home with Indian families in elementary school, and my mother would come to school be like, where's my kid? Mm-hmm. And they would be like, who's your kid? And be like, this is my kid. And then my mom would be like, where the fuck is my kid? And oh, luckily, school. they used to send to me better. home with a family that was Indian that I was friends with. So luckily, my mom would be like, you know, my mother, she'd come in and she'd be like, yo, stop sending my kid home with this other family. I am her mother. I am her mother. And they would be like, okay, okay. So this is going to be a hard question for me. I think we'll get several answers from Oz. But what, oh. is, what do you love about your hometown? Hometown? Current hometown? Hometown, hometown is the place that you were born in. I'm defining place it as that you the were place you were born in? Or that is your hometown. Let me look you up. You spent What's most the of your adult life. <laughs> You're yeah, just trying different. to get away from it. Okay, hold on. Nice. What yeah, is us. the definition of hometown? For me, there's it's birthplace, and then there's hometown. They can be no, two totally different. Okay, things. it says you have a choice. It's the town of one's birth, early life, or one's present fixed residence. So you have a choice there. Damn, yo, that's a lot of different towns for me. You're early. That's just one goddamn city for me, though. Can yeah. you just talk about that sadness? Yeah. <laughs> what do we that's like sad. about where, about our it hometown? It says, what do you love about your hometown? What do you love about your hometown? Um, The food, first and foremost. But which hometown are we talking about? Yeah, what are we We're talking about? Talking about Montreal. Montreal. Yeah. Okay. The food <sighs> and the fact that, um, you know, just the mix of cultures in this city. And that um, you can go, you know, one or two hours outside and be in a cool place as well. You know, outside of the city as in like going to northern Quebec or eastern Quebec. I've traveled around this province a bit and it's it's actually it's actually OK. It's cool, um, which always surprises me why we have a government that's so stupid. But that's a whole other different show. Um, and going across the border to Vermont, where you can also easily see another really cool place. 
it's just the it's it's the food and the fact that it is within proximity to other cool um, places that you can go to and enjoy. I would say those two things and the culture, mm-hmm. of course. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, Which I'm place gonna do, are we going with? I'm going New York City, baby. I'm going okay. New York City. This is home to me. I've lived here the longest, and I mean, I definitely have some places about Tehran, but let's be real. Um. New York City, I love the energy in New York City. The energy is palpable. You can literally feel it. Like when I leave New York and I come back, I'm like, oh, like it's such a relief for me to come back and feel mm-hmm. this energy. It gives me life. It's inspiring. Um, what else? I love that this is the birthplace of hip hop. And I know, Nisha, that you would, you I would do love feel that. me on that. You would feel Absolutely. me on that. And by virtue of that, you know, for me, it's, I feel like the way people talk here, the slang, like it's, I've been here for, right. I've been here for 18 years and I love it so much because I associate it with hip hop. So it's crazy. Like, you know, like just listening to people talk on the street or, or literally you walk down the street and you hear people with this accent that I'm so familiar with from the music Mm -hmm. that I fucking love and the language and the the personality and the character of it all and it's like yo it's like living living. my dream yeah like I feel like I'm I'm literally living my dream in New York City and and when I hear about go ahead I'm sorry I was gonna say and the fact that literally anywhere you walk Granted, it's not diverse in the way that Montreal is diverse, that everything is blended together. But you could literally have a different experience in in every different neighborhood that's neighborhood, in yeah. New York City. So I in also itself, think, it's like being in multiple places at once. I, was, I, I keep interrupting, but I want to say, okay. I think one of the things that I love is your passion. And like it makes me want to like New York more. Right. Because I love I love hip hop. Right. I love hip hop. You know, I was thinking about it recently and I I love hip hop. It's my favorite genre of music. And I think because it's so creative and it brings together other types of music. um, So I feel like I have to work on this relationship with New York because I love hip hop. And I've also realized that I also love West Coast hip hop a lot, too. But that could be because I spent so much time out in the West Coast. Mm-hmm. What do I love about Montreal? Ay, 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 ay. So you um, know there's stuff that you love. You just yeah, talked about the trees. The trees are nice and the trees are non-political. <laughs> so that's great. Politics um, aside, let's leave politics Okay. Yeah. Honestly, what I love about Montreal, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but this is true. I love being bilingual. I love the opportunity mm-hmm. of learning two languages. And I just wish they would find more creative ways to encourage people to speak French other than legal shit. Yeah. yeah, that's how one. About that? I love so that. I do. I, I, I love being bilingual. I what I love about Montreal is that you can walk anywhere. It's a very pedestrian city. Mm-hmm. Very much so you can walk a lot of places in Montreal. Um, And I also have to I can't believe again. I love that Montreal has its own kind of little vibe. It's very interesting to explain through the history of Quebec and the distinctiveness and the distinct, okay, distinct and um, distinctiveness and its uniqueness that it's it's cultivated. 
What I do love about Montreal is Montreal kind of beats on its own rhythm. Like mm -hmm. the underground hip hop in Montreal is different. Um, we're very different from the rest of Canada. I do appreciate our identity because I've been all over Canada. Don't get me wrong. You know, Nova Scotia, Halifax has got its vibe. Toronto's got its vibe. Vancouver has its vibe. But Montreal has a, like... It's a unique like Montreal culture. has yeah, it's about it has an ego. Montreal has an yeah. ego. It's very interesting with Montreal. It has an ego. Like, oh, y'all don't want to come to our city? Well, fuck y'all. <laughs> like, no fuck y'all. We don't care. We don't care. Oh, you want to go to Toronto? Fuck y'all. Like, it, it's it's a bit of like they they puff up their chest a bit. So I do think we have a bit of um, yeah. So being bilingual pedestrian city the food yeah i agree mar like you can get real fucking fat in montreal the food is good this is my struggle i know so i have a funny question maybe it will be the last one we have two more i think that we can answer if you were a teacher what rule or rules would you make hmm. who are the students you define all this you're the teacher 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 rules um hmm. teacher rules this one is hilarious for me this one is hard i mean you probably have a ton of rules yeah you 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 go first tell us tell us a oh, couple examples my rules? Have something to work with uh, my rules are there's a time and a place i live by that one single rule i actually posted in one. my classroom, there's a time and a place. It falls into everything you need to know. You need to go to the bathroom, there's a time and a place. You need to shout, there's a time and a place. You want to mm -hmm. do something, there's a time and a place. You want to fuck with me, there's a time and a place. <laughs> is there because there a time and place? There is. <laughs> well, there are times where they can challenge me, of course. You have to allow that critical discourse. Not on your birthday. Not, mm -hmm. No, I'm not even at school on my birthday. But um, that is the ultimate rule I've lived by for the last 22 years. There's a time and a place. Like, mm -hmm. you want to have fun in class? That's great. There's a time. Do the work, and then you have the time. I'm, I really believe in them understanding that every action has a consequence. And mm -hmm. if you don't fulfill something, I cannot give you something. I'm very clear about this like in my classroom there's different education ph philosophies and bloody bloody blah 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 but for me it's a time and a place you can always gain favor with me if the work is done it's the number one thing and all the kids know it there's a whole video out there about me how to survive my class and they <laughs> oh, all say, yeah there's a whole video i saw it recently they play it it's like an urban YouTube? legend I, I don't know, it. actually. It's an urban legend, but I recently saw it. And it says, it tells the grade sevens, if you want to be in Jafrali's class, do the work. How to That's survive it. Dr. J. Surviving yeah. Dr. J. So for me, <laughs> and it comes from Ecclesiastics. It is a Bible verse, but it's a Bible verse that has always stuck with me. There's a time and a place. And I live by that. You like They wanted to go to the bathroom. Is your work done? You want to talk to your friends? Are you done? Like, I just mm. really, really believe very strongly. And there's a time and a place because you can have a lot of fun when things are done. And yeah, and I think it also encounters all learning or neurodiversity time and a place. I tell them all the time. 
So it's a big poster, a big long banner in my room. There's a time and a place. And they know, they know. I have so. one just based on my children. And I guess this would extend to school. I have a big thing for respecting when people mm. are speaking. So one of the things I don't like is when my kids cut each other off or when they are ta or talk to each other while I'm speaking or talk to someone else while I'm speaking. Like, listen, we don't spend hours talking to each other, right? Like you go to school, I go to work, blah, blah. But when we are speaking with each other, I expect active listening, just like I actively listen to you. So I think for me, my rule would be if someone is speaking, everybody pays attention and listens. And there is, you know, a time and a place and for a place. people to speak. Yeah. <laughs> so respect, you know, your peers, respect your teacher. And when someone is speaking, just give them that respect of attention. Yeah. That's it all under it all falls under time and a place. They need yeah. to know. Mm. There you go, Mar. Um, I would. One. I'm. I would say. Um, probably, maybe a rule around being discreet. Um, <laughs> I forget what proverb it is, but it's a proverb about the uh, something about um, like a fool lets everyone see no. their emotions and see everything about their life. And I feel like knowing how incredibly sensitive kids are and knowing how mean we can be, sometimes it's best just to keep things quiet and be discreet and don't say yeah. anything. You don't mm -hmm. need to be like, I get it. You want to be the class clown. You want to be all out for everybody to see what you're doing. And sometimes that can be really terrible because if everyone knows everything about you, you are fodder for all kinds of um, attacks and all kinds of things. And I feel like that's something that maybe more kids need to understand, especially in this tickety tackety world of ours. Yeah. You know, you throw everything on Instagram, you throw everything on TikTok, and it's like, what do you have left for yourself? Nothing. You know? Social so, emotional learning. Yeah. That's what that's called. I, I feel me, like that would be a good rule to follow. This reminds me of a saying someone told me, loose lips sink ships. Yeah. So, you know, don't, uh, don't you don't need to put it all out hole. there. Right. Yeah, they I don't just, believe that, though. Mm-mm. Oh, I know they, they don't, don't believe that. But we we know that the internet never forgets that whatever you put out there, there's always going to be someone who will dig up your past. And right. it doesn't matter how many years go by or what lessons you've learned or the fact that you are probably not going to be the same person as that person was, you know, five years from now. But it doesn't matter because you put it out there and now everyone uses it as a weapon. Yeah, so absolutely. And it's a very hard lesson. I often tell parents that you want to create opportunities for your kids to redeem. Mm -hmm. And I tell kids, you don't want to do anything that you cannot create an exit for yourself. And I learned that lesson very strongly or I learned that lesson very harshly this year when we had a student who was killed and the kid who did it mm. will never have a path of redemption and it, it really like it really hurt me as a teacher because you you want to go through like they don't have their brains not fully developed whatever 
and they're bound to be assholes. Like that's one thing as a teacher, you can always guarantee. You can't guarantee adults. You can't guarantee the government, but you can guarantee that the age group between 12 and 17, the shit you will see, you're like, yo, there's nothing else they can do. They're very innovating. They're unpredictable. You're, you expect that as a teacher, but what you're hoping for is once they finish all this and they go through this time in their lives, they have a path forward. And that's something that I really try to protect for them. I keep telling them, don't do it because yeah. you you close your options to you. And social media makes it much harder, Here, much a, harder. Here's a quote from Plato. Wise men speak because they have something to say. Fools, because they have to say something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, in high school, they're all fools just trying to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to figure it out, trying to get attention, and you just don't know how that can be used against you in, in the future. Absolutely. Well, that was our game edition of Our Moments. Yay. Thank you, our Game moments. Master or Game Mistress. Mistress. Game mistress. mistress. I loved game it. Mistress, you know, mistress. I love game editions. So I'll have to, I'm going to see if we can play a version of Cards Against Humanity. I'm going to see if I can figure it out, um, like with the three of us virtually. But until then, listeners, we'd love to hear what your alternative name would be or your teacher rule. Mm-hmm. Or here's a question we didn't get to answer. Is it ever okay to lie? Ooh. Oh, yeah. I love <laughs> these games. I love show. these games. A and a show. lot of these cards are inspirational for me for assignments. <laughs> I often come up with the school assignments from the games. So I like it. Have, I know. I love it. So thank you for being here for another game edition. And we will see you in episode 36 when maybe we're doing album reviews or romantic getaways. Who knows? We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. (laughs) But we love you guys. It's been messy as usual. Thanks, guys. Peace. Peace. Peace.